Well, that's your volume's fine. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the DN35 podcast special. Uh, we have been given a sneak preview of the Grimsby Town documentary, All Town Aren't We, um, kindly put together by our lanky director expertise, uh, who has um, been kind to put it all together. Um, and after we finish crying, uh, we're hopefully, I mean, by the time you get to this, this is pre-Christmas. If I turn the camera around, you'll be able to see a load of Christmas stuff. Um, you'll It'll be out in cinemas at Parkway. Yep. Is it anywhere else? Is it going to Louth where there's an intermission still? We don't know yet. Okay. Might be. Might be. Maybe. Good. Maybe not. Louth Cinema's the best. Any London stuff. locations? Don't think London. Jackson. No, I think it will. It, in cinemas, it will only be Parkway and it will only be that week. Okay. So buy tickets. Buy tickets. And you can Please. get them from... <laughs> Parkway website. Yep. Your own mum. Your own mum. Yeah, counterfeit versions. <laughs> uh, no, you can only get them at Parkway or the Parkway website. Okay, great. Very, uh, yeah. I can imagine there'll be lots of people turn up at Blundell Park and ask for cinema tickets. That would be amazing. Just imagine the Are they not going to put on the big screen in, at Blundell Park? I think by now they might have shown snippets oh, on they? the big screen. Yeah, I think there might be some snippetage happening. But yeah, not. I, we we were thinking there was a, uh, an early school of thought about doing the premiere at Blundell Park. It'd be a bit cold. It'd be fucking freezing. Could you imagine? The, <laughs> you imagine the kittens, the kit, the uh, pitch the groundsman's going to have. Oh, I was going to say yeah. pitchman. Well, there's no way you'd be able to listen to that through the PA system. Well, is that that was my worry? Yeah, I was like, because because <laughs> like Docs did the drive through cinema right during COVID. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, right, that must have been decent. But then obviously they put the little speakers in everyone's cars. Yeah. Or is it not like a little Bluetooth transponder? Yeah. Thing? So I was like, it, it's just getting messy. Like it would be like the best thing ever to do a film premiere at Blundell Park. I am watching you solo. There he goes. <laughs> and when when would I get to do that again? Um, but I think, given it's the middle of winter, it nah. Yeah, no, nah. that's understandable. But nah. now we've been able to collect our thoughts. It was, you know, relive. We got to relive the incredible playoff campaign and that 2015, 20, uh, 2015? I'm too far behind. 2020, 2021. Yes, season. Yeah. Uh, it was quite incredible, really, Mike. You were saying it was in in hushed voices, so Jack couldn't hear your praise. <laughs> saying it was bloody good. I said it's all right, which you know, as a, as a Yorkshireman, that's that's the extent the highest of my praise. Four out of no, ten. No, honestly, I was, I was getting, getting a little bit emotional watching the end. Actually, brought back some great memories. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. To be brutally honest with you, um, yeah. So well done, mate. Thank cracking, you. Cracking bit of cracking bit of footage. Thank you. Well, I didn't write it. It was all there. It would have been what? hard. It, it, it would have been hard to fuck up. I mean, like, <laughs> just I ends, ends on Weymouth one will win. <laughs> yeah, it would have really taken some editorial uh, rubbishness to uh, to cock it up. But um, you're telling me this wasn't written. There's a good line in there, which in in that in that documentary, which you could have you could have said you wrote it. What one was that? The, the Alan Buckley line. That is my favourite line. That sounds like it's written, doesn't it? Yeah. It's too. It's too. Just him saying that line. Ah, uh, it just gets me. There's a few bits. There's um, there's Andrew talking at the end after the after the full time. That gets me. Alan Buckley's line. I think just because it's him. Yeah. It's just so perfect, and uh, it's just beautiful. I I, yeah. I I didn't notice it when we were shooting with him, because we only had him. It, it was quite brief. I'd gone way over with Hurst. I'd, I'd Hurst in for like three hours. It's like, mate, I've really got to go and do, plan pre-season. Well, I, cause I, it kicked went, off 20 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to go. 
Well, when we were doing Paul, because obviously he's used to radio interviews yeah. where they maybe ask four or five questions, 20 minutes. And, you know, so I, he was great. You know, I was like, I just, I basically just need nice five second snippets. Um, but I had, you know, six pages of questions for him. So, like, by the time we got through to Alan, God bless him, he waited for an hour and a half. Oh, wow. I felt really, I felt terrible, but I was like, I need to get it Hurst. Um, and then, yeah, just like, just lines of brilliance, like, what a legend. Was there, was there anyone who you interviewed as a talking head that was particularly disappointing? <laughs> Any members of this podcast that, you know, went on a little bit too long? Yeah, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> used, to own, used to own a goat, tell you all uh, the stories. Goat. Yeah. I was like, Bruce, we don't need to hear about a goat, mate. Nor <laughs> do we need to hear about what happened in 1968. <laughs> no, to be fair, Bruce was brilliant. Bruce, so I've only really got to know Bruce you know, fairly properly very recently. But I, I first obviously came across Bruce from the pod didn't know that he had like this amazing like archive library but he does um and then every kind of like 20 minutes for about six months i'd message him like have you got a clip of this you got and he was great he'd upload all these things to google honestly like bruce is a legend without bruce and bruce did get me very drunk at oxford the other week he did so we'll call it a score draw (laughs) (laughs) but bruce was uh yeah bruce was fantastic I can't say a bad word about him. I'll let you guys say we bad can. words about yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> say several bad words about him. My only worry is that I do hope that the club have paid for an extra hard drive for Bruce that is somewhere located other than his house. Because if his house yeah. burns down, <laughs> the oh, amount of historical records that mate, are going to be destroyed. He's got everything. Like everything. I'd, I'd ask for like obscure things. Like, have you got anything pre-1960 of the main stand? Yeah, no worries. Have you got your 2001 Grimsby Town calendar? Like, with, it like with Steve Cavarrot. I was like, I need a Gary Croft goal, and then he sent me a load, and I was like, Can you just find me the best one? And he did, like within seconds. Like, I cannot, uh, cannot say a bad word about Brucey. Hello. Yeah, absolutely. This feels a bit like Gogglebox, where the dog, <laughs> yeah, the dogs it? attack. <laughs> Are you doing all right? Oh, hello. Okay. Yeah, hello. The You've dog's got, got something to say. Hello. There yes, he is. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> there, well, there are, there are two of these dogs. I don't. I still don't know which one's they yours and which one's they? the other one. There's a visiting pup. God, you're very lovable this morning. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. But uh, yeah, Mike, would you like to take? I think he wants he wants the Andrex job, doesn't he? <laughs> what, yeah, one thing one thing that struck me watching it is just the amount of footage in there. You know, bits and pieces look familiar stuff you've seen the goals in yeah. those seasons. But there was some really incredible old footage, black and white stuff. You know stuff from the 70s and 80s that I've never seen before. How yeah. difficult was it getting that? There were, it was from a real mix of places. I mean, the, the short answer is very. So some of it's like Pathé footage, so like anything pre-1960, there's a load of Pathé footage. Um, some of it is like BBC archive. Some of it Bruce had but didn't know where it'd come from. So oh, we had to do yeah, quite a lot yeah. of hunting down. Cause it was like, yeah, every clip, like the whole thing can get shut down if you don't get permission for one clip. Um, so everything has to be checked. There was like me, me and Giles, the producer. I'd be like, "Oh, no one's gonna notice." No, just, just yeah. You know. And then he's like, "No, I'm doing my job." And I was like, oh, "Fair play." I'm, I'm not getting that on my mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, that's 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 what he does. It's like it's his job. Whereas I'm just like, oh, "Fuck it," just no one will know. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. So it, it was hard. But again, like so much of the so like the old match stuff came from Bruce. But then um, yeah, there was some like archive stuff. Um, yeah, Pathé was a lot of it. Um, yeah. Must I mean it must have been great for you to when you're editing and going through that process to watch all this footage. Oh yeah. But in terms of being somebody that that's trying to put together a you know a piece of work that that you can sort of 
separate yourself from being a town fan it must be very difficult so, yeah so how how was that process because i imagine if i had to do that you know i'd, I'd spend all the time just re rewatching everything and not being as objective yeah yeah no it is it, i mean it's impossible because i'm a town fan right um i mean what i do to counterbalance that i worked with an editor who's a crystal palace fan um so he obviously likes football but he would he'd be well, so he was saying how, well, yeah, he yeah. was saying how amazing Ian Holloway was he loved Holloway he was like can't we have more Holloway can't we get a Holloway interview I'm like no Kevin I could absolutely do a Ian Holloway <laughs> interview if you want me to yeah I'll, I'll dress myself up put a bald cap on and just chat shit for four hours <laughs> uh, I can do your interview um but no we um it was yeah I mean working with someone that wasn't a town fan meant anything you know we had stories in there like one of the stories I really want to tell is the Macca story from that season, right? Where you know starts the season, he's been our keeper for ages, gets dropped. You know, like the, the you know it was a season of like obviously loads of positives, but there was some stuff. There was a lot of stuff. You know, we lost a pe- lot of people during COVID, um, so we interviewed a lot of people. You know, about their loss during COVID, yeah. and a lot of it obviously didn't make it in just because you know either it doesn't help the edit or you know it's too Grimsby specific that anyone else watching it. You know, it kind of takes it away. Can we uh, spend half an hour ranking every individual chippy and which one is the best one? <laughs> would be the most crispy way of doing it. I mean, there was things in there because, you know, obviously we've been to the conference once and got out once. And, you know, we kind of summarised that chapter very quickly. But, you know, we had versions of the edit where we showed the Forest Green game and going down like Burton and stuff. But, uh, you know, it was, you know, th- there's so much story. And the story is not just a promotion season. Obviously, you know, we know that as town fans, but if you just have that in isolation without the background or, or without anything about the town, um, you know, to to your kind of your your neutral, you know, your, your neutral football fan that's gonna watch this, um, you know, it needs that kind of scene setting. But and then then I do I do it across all my work, like a load of test screenings. So we do test screenings in London and we probably did again like like with three day ten or fifteen, get various people in, different people every time, just to give you opinions on where the slow bits are, where the you know First, first cut of the edit's like two and a half hours, um, and obviously the, there's a cinema version now that's an hour and thirty-four, and then the, uh, the the three episodes once it comes out wider, um, a little bit longer, but um, yeah, it's hard, and I, I only you know I've just did, done it with three day now, like three day's been out a year, so I've only just every every year after my thing comes out, I'm kind of emotionally detached enough of it to then be objective, and I just rip it to shit. You know, like, because that's how you learn. You know, like, where, yeah, yes, there are good bits here, here, but what are the bits that, you know, could have been better? You know, that that Palace fans obviously done done his job really well. Thanks. I mean, we've just we've just watched it, and you know, we're town fans, and you know, it's got everything that we could possibly need. It relives all the right moments, uh, reminds us that epic story, but it also, on the flip side, it ties in really nicely the the sort of story of the town and the club interlinked. So you know, I I think just watching it now, I think they've you know it's. It's been done really, really well, and I think it captures both those stories and will appeal to both those audiences really nicely. So, yeah, keep yeah. that Palace fan around, mate. He's good. I've worked with Kev since my first movie. He's uh, he's coming to the premiere. It's his first time in Grimsby. He'll be for the premiere. Um, he looks like a wizard. Amazing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know he is. He looks like he's, but he's great. I love Kev. He's um, yeah. I think I think it was important to work edit wise with a football fan. Yeah. but also one that isn't a town fan. Yeah, because uh, then they can get, they understand the premise yeah. and they understand those emotions. Yeah. But especially yeah. with someone like Palace and stuff as well. It's a, 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 a guy who's at least experienced the ups and the downs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's experienced, so you know, proper football club. You know, going to you know, Premier League and, you know, having to yeah. be managed under Ian Holloway. So he's had <laughs> both spectrums. <laughs> but I think, um, you know, like, 
it's important. I mean, your your demographic that are going to watch this is football fans, right? Yeah. It's probably not wider than that, but it is. You know, you want it to be football fans wider <laughs> than just ten. Are you slightly worried about the um, the the revenge you could get from Wrexham fans? thanking <laughs> the reviews I, I mean I, I totally expect there to be a drop in IMDB ratings in Scunthorpe well, yes so you can look you can look via territory can you yeah. okay that, like, that specifically like, yeah it? so three day came out in 174 Russian cinemas oh did it yeah and scored alright did it really yeah um, UK it was best but then America because they haven't got a fucking clue what anyone's saying at any point because the accents yeah it's like fucking 2 out of 10 or some <laughs> shit <laughs> I'm expecting, yeah, that there's a few, uh, I think, Scunthorpe and, Re- and Lincoln postcodes might uh, drag down. Well, well it's Paul Knox County, I guess. Lincoln are all right. Well. Knox <laughs> County will drag down. Wrexham. Lincoln are all right are the views of Jack Spring and not the podcast. Yeah. No, I don't think they're all right. Don't know far from all right, but they're not, they're not scunny. No, that's true. <laughs> and it's always nice to get that little dig in there. Was it, um, when was it filmed? Because obviously it's been a while since it came, it, it happened. Yeah. So when was m- the most <coughs> of the interviews done? And yeah, we did it the uh, the summer we got promoted. Okay, um, wow! So straight away. Yeah, so we um, obviously me and Andrew have a company together, a production company, um, and we very loosely talked about the only idea. Only bangers, huh? Please tell me it's called Only Bangers. VR bangers. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> <laughs> um, Shush, who you will see on the. Oh uh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, shush is shush. It. Me and my <laughs> missus have arguments about this. Is it shush or shush? It shushes. I say shush. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, the idea got very loosely floated about doing it at the start of the season. Yeah. Obviously, there was no story. We were filming three day at the start of that season. I snuck off to many of the <coughs> early games straight from set. Um, so, and it's documentary. It's not movies. It's not no. you know, what I do. Um, but then, obviously, the story happened. And I was literally walking down the steps at the West Ham ground. And text Andrew like, yeah, we got to do it now, really, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was literally the first thought I had on it. Like, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. Not, oh, fuck, isn't a bad thing, but like, oh, we're doing this. Now. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw Andrew at the, it's actually called The Barge, but it's right near the gra- near the West Ham ground. There's, there's a little pub boat. I did not uh, know this. Yeah, ha- uh, Hackney Wick. I mean, I think they're glad that we didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there are plenty of town fans there. Was it good? Are we yeah. sure it's not our barge and it's just decamped for the weekend? Our barge can't it's, move. It's got, it's got it up the Thames. It wasn't our barge. <laughs> Six <laughs> pound a pint. It wasn't our barge. <laughs> no, <that's true. laughs> and it's level. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I couldn't hear Queen of the Stone Age. Couldn't hear Slipknot. No, it's definitely not the barge. No, it wasn't our barge. But um, I saw Andrew after the game and we were like, yeah, we're probably going to do this. And... Um, yeah, within a week, and the club said yes. They were great, um, and yeah, literally, it was that. It was the August after we got promoted. Um, a lot of it was filmed uh, in the little room at Cheapside. Yeah, uh, and then some of it was filmed at Blundell Park, like interviews-wise. Um, and it was the, it was the two days. One one was like thirty-seven, the other was thirty-four. So I literally in the back of my car bought my air conditioner from home. Oh wow! And because obviously, but you can't have the aircon on while you do the interviews cause because the sound too, yeah. yeah. And you can't have the door open either because the light. Oh, it was so hot. Like there were people like I remember Scott Woodfort in particular. There was a few more like it was sweating. So you can only do five minute takes <laughs> without sweat. Yeah. And we had massive things of blue roll next to them, and we just do like pauses for sweat. You oh, wouldn't yeah. none of this shit you'd know. Like we cleaned it all <laughs> up, um, and everyone was great. But um, we'll take the sweat out in post. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the club were great. You know, like Debbie, Jason, Andrew. Um, you know, lately people like Jack Johnson at the minute with all the promo on it, like I can't say a bad word about any of them. Like superb. Um 
we got a green light, we got all the access we wanted, all the footage. They said, you know, yes to everything that we asked for. Um, two season tickets. Two season, <laughs> the Jack Spring stand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, yeah, and then we we finished it in July, like just gone, so about six months ago. Um, and then I think there is a altered expectation from the outside world about how long film sales and distribution takes. Is that the part that really... fucking ages. Well, the, one of the things I remember you talking to us about when we did the little bit with Three Day Millionaire was yeah. one thing that directors don't know how to do and the same is you don't know how to sell and you don't know how to make money. That's the one thing you really need to know. It's a bit that you learn, right? Yeah. yeah. And I guess that was the same with this, is it? Well, like, I mean... Disney, not... Disney turned it down, did they? They, they didn't <laughs> want the... the extra third season of well, it, Welcome uh, to Rex and Spin-Off. I think they knew ours was better. Yeah. <laughs> These are the bits we cut out. Yeah, they spent a lot more on their one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Um, uh, like, it's not... Like, we, we do... Like, we do it. Like obviously, if you, if you don't yeah. know how to make money from film, you ain't going to have a career. You know, you might do one and then game over. But um, it just takes ages. Like, we work with a sales agent, um, in our case, on this one, Propagate. Um and then, you know, there are a lot of territories in the world that they've all got to do deals with. You know, everyone has to align on release dates and, you know, it's just slow. Like it takes, you know, they sent, you know, I'm, I am separated from this, but they, they, they send it out. And then, you know, same across, you know, the industry, like it is such a slow moving industry, you know, that some of the people that we've gone with, it took four or five months. Really? Yeah. Like, you know, and we've had, we had other offers. Um, one offer came in six weeks after they sent the email and it's like you're thinking like in an industry where and this is like this isn't just us this is universal like you know missus used to work for famous chef and you know all of their stuff they're the same thing um it just it's just a real slow moving part of the industry um i don't know why well i, I mean that you're dealing with massive corporations right they have to have sign off from all the divisions and yeah. blah, blah 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 but it, it just takes time like you know it takes ages and there's part of me that's glad even just watching that back there um there's now i think enough time of separation from it actually happening like if we'd got it out even if we you know rushed it and thought you know sort of proper release let's just stick it on whatever in the summer just to get it out um you know like it's not enough time passed from real events now it's been like 18 months it feels like a little bit fresher watching it back all the like, well again like, i'm biased because i spent the last 18 months watching it over and over and over are you a bit of sick of grimsby yet no, no. I, I mean i would be and i say it with a heavy heart but if i'd have just done a film and it's all grimsby all the time imagine like this is my podcast was my life my wife would probably say it was but um you know just focusing on the, my boss would probably say it is, uh, but um, and then doing it again after what? How when did you start for filming Three Day Millionaire, or when did the first premise start? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, that was years, that was like 2018. I first got sent, and that was, yeah, five straight. years ago then. Oh, man, even when it, when it came out on Netflix, I was so done with it, you know, like you are, yeah, like we got um, it's all like three day stuff's come back up, like Netflix released their data. For the first time ever, so we had seven hundred thousand hours of Three Day Millionaire watched in the UK. Wow, um, which is seven hundred thousand people watching for one minute and then turning off. Okay, um, one I hour. Think that's no, how we do our views. That's, on not, the how, that's not how maths yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, and then it's like you're suddenly talking about. It. But like, I think the the reality sort of is in a way like I make films because I like making films. Yeah, I don't enjoy the release. No, um, like I. You, because you, you're kind of done. 
like you, you know your, your job's finished in June thing, yeah. yeah yeah um you know this is different because it's town and like you've got a pre-built audience and it's like but did you, you know, feel like, like there was an extra weight of expectation you know this is a, a material that you love like I wouldn't want to manage town in football manager I'm amazing but I think I'd be cool and calm and collected at any other club but you know at, Bl- at Blundell Park, I'd be, you know, kicking buckets over. and I'd be waking up in cold sweats every single yeah, night. Exactly. Yeah. Why wasn't he on the back post? <laughs> there was, I mean, I, there's so much less risk, right, in this compared to three day because you've already got a pre-built audience. You know, yeah. You're going to have to make something pretty shit for your, you know, town fans. And it's not, a, it's not a bad story, I guess. Oh, exactly. And then the story's already written, you know, and then, you know, the story's written, but then your editor is, you know, essentially kind of the writer in that he decides you know what how we're going to tell the story you know like so much more this isn't me deflecting blame on if people think it's shit but like so much more of the onus on a doc is yeah. on the editor you know than the director you know my job is to get the emotion out of people in the interviews and you know craft it but there's an awful lot and I like the idea that you're, you're just talking to Dan about his long lost dead puppy or something <laughs> just to get tears but it, I mean, we, we were, you were never loved as a child and film yeah. <laughs> well with Dan I knew I know Dan very well and um, I knew I could get some tears out of him so I, <laughs> I him in the bollocks I did a little edit I did a little edit montage of the playoff emotional bits with some emotional music okay made him watch it click record right Dan you're going to cry now <laughs> <laughs> and he was uh, that was good. What, about the interviews, I mean, I, I think you're right from what you say in terms of the, there's there's enough time pass. You know, I watched I watched this just now, and there's bits I'd forgotten about. There's bits that invoked memories that had we both forgot about the disallowed goal at Rexford. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for I, them, not for us. Absolutely, was thinking. I had no idea that actually happened. I couldn't remember. All I remember from the game and and the playoff campaign is this this block of of emotion of nerves and of yeah. angst and to sit there and watch it now in the cold light of day when once all that's dissipated i think you can appreciate it more yeah. absolutely and i think i think that comes through but i was going to say in terms of the interviews especially with the players um do you think it was helpful to do them so early that people still had those memories yeah and sort of how was that process you know people like paul Hirsch said he was there for a couple of hours with like how how was it getting things out of them because they all seem to be really engaging and having some some good good views on on what happened like you go from daddy amos to harry clifton and they're telling the same story about the final whistle yeah. and you can actually see them in the footage doing what they're saying yeah. so how was that it was good um i hadn't seen any of the footage apart from obviously what we all knew existed kind of at the time um so again kudos to kevin the editor for you know bringing them emotional bits together but um yeah i was way more nervous interviewing town players than i was anyone else obviously we've got ryan reynolds and rob mcleary interviewing it i was on zoom with them just do you want to pick that up there that just dropped there that name oh, where? Rob, 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 Rob ryan? yeah jordan Mark mcguire Mark yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pull some hollywood favors yeah. it's just for the imbd rating <laughs> What were they like when you broached it with them? How did and how did the, uh, uh, no? Hang on, I'm going to do this. How did the move come about? So, <laughs> what sort of director are you? Yeah. <laughs> One that will do anything. For fun. <laughs> um, that is true. So, like, so Rob and Ryan, um, Jason was in the Wrexham one. Yeah. Um, Jason said to me, "I think you know, can we get Ryan in?" I was like, "Yeah, no chance, mate. Yeah, no chance." And uh, a week later, we had him in. Wow. So fair play to Jason Stockman <laughs> on that one. Um, did, yeah. did you did you go over and do those interviews? I was on Skype. He was on Zoom. Skype. Zoom. Yeah. It was um we were it was during the three day release. We were on our cinema tour this time yeah. last year. 
Um, so I couldn't go out, and it was all like you know, like they were to to their credit, they were like, yeah, you know, we can do it tomorrow. Yeah. They were great, you know, absolutely brilliant. But it was quite surreal being on Zoom, especially Rob after. Like Rob's far more into the data and the, uh, like you know, he knows his shit about non-league football. That's um, And he was asking, he was literally going through like the squad list, asking about each of our good players' contractual situation. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that, that McAtee then. That McAtee. And McAtee, I think had, uh, he'd already gone to Luton, hadn't he, by that point? Yeah. Um, so I was like, you missed out on that one. But it was surreal, man. Like, you know, it was like, when you're interviewing people like that, or working with anyone like that, you know, you, you have this assumption that they're, they're, obviously their time is very valuable and you kind of, you know, you don't want to take the piss. So we'd done, we'd done the interviews, you know, I probably had 10, 15 questions for each of them. Um, and, you know, like, I was like, okay, that, like, thank you, that's great. And then it was them that were continuing the conversation about lower league football. And we were just there for like half an hour for each of them. Where's like, the best place to park at Wilston? That sort of thing. Is that what I was asking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, the shock had hit them big time. <laughs> well, but like yeah, in terms of... Park. Yeah. But I was far more nervous with the town players. Going back to Mike's question, just because like, they're my heroes. And it's yeah. like... And, and combined, you know, combined with the, the fact that, you know, you, you think you're going to think that getting emotion out of footballers is going to be tricky based on watching every Premier League interview that you've ever seen yeah. just being, you know. But these boys aren't like that, you know, they're just real people. You know, there's, there's no, like, you know, media crap. You know, like, they're open. And I think it was good that they knew I was a town fan. Yeah. Um, I remember talking to Scannell when he first came in, like, for the interview. He didn't know I was a town fan. And um, I, I w- he played for Huddersfield when they beat us at Blundell Park in the yeah. FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, at 16, I don't know. Um, and I said, oh, you, you changed the game when you came on against us that day. And he was like, oh, do you support town? And you could tell, like, relaxed. Yeah. Like, you know, no one's there to obviously stitch anyone up. Or, you know, no, it's not just another generic, crappy, someone that doesn't know the club coming in and making a generic football document. So do you, yeah. think you, you, do you think you gained a lot more trust from, from everybody involved that, you know, most of the fans and, and, and the players involved, they know you, they know you're a town fan. Do you think that, that gave you an extra layer to it? Yeah, I think it probably helped. Like, I, I think the thing that it did very much help with, and again, thing that's a little bit different to other football docs, um, is, is that I knew who we wanted to interview outside the players, who yeah. had the stories, who had the personalities, who had the backstories that were relevant to what I wanted to get out, in terms of fans, staff. You know, there, There's a lot of stuff that didn't make it in that is kind of extremely emotionally... Um, poignant but like just being a town fan you know quite a big town fan you know who these people are it's not just like the obvious you know let's get fucking someone with no story that works at the club what's you know? up I just, just pointing that's why me and you weren't in it Alex he no, didn't ask no, us no, no. he only asked I the relevant got, people I, I don't want to I, I didn't want to overshadow Ryan Reynolds's part in the documentary <laughs> so that's why I declined I did ask you to come. Are you, are I did you ask did, you. You did. You did. I didn't know you it worked were. out earlier. You thought you asked me. You must have asked somebody else. There's somebody randomly going away from town game going. Ryan Reynolds. This really tall bloke's asked me to go on his thing. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. That was what it was. He just mistaken you two. That was a big Ryan. Big Ryan. But, um, no man, I, I had such a great time doing it. It was it was great. I do now need to do something that isn't Grimsby. What are you going to do? Some sort of um, made in Chelsea. Do made in Chelsea for a little bit. <sighs> just, <laughs> just you do. You, what is it? You mainly do like one one labour of love, one corporate thing, 
to make the money, then another <laughs> labour of blood, and then just keep doing. So do a bit of made, made in Chelsea, you know, like middle class, borgy. Made in Sutton. Made in Sutton. Made in Sutton. Sounds a bit more stampy. The Grimsby Town Sutton branch is growing. It is. Two members. We've got my dad as well. Three members. And my son, four. There's four of us. Four. We've got quorum soon. My mates came to a couple of games in 07. We can count them in. There's got to be something said for the fact that us three all don't live. We live 200 miles away now from from Grimsby and that town keeps you know I don't want to be like in Goodfellas but they keep pulling you yeah look, pulling and you I mean uh, Jack, Jack did I get the right film then yeah you did go thank god yeah like, <laughs> but, but it's like Jack probably demonstrates this more because Jack isn't hasn't actually spent any time in Grimsby as far as I'm sort of living yeah, as a kid there. but I, I moved into Grimsby as a child started supporting town and moved out again pretty soon yeah and to me and you can see this in the documentary with the fans and what it means the club but also the town to me I've always kept that that link and that that connection with Grimsby, just because of the type of place it is and the type of people that are there, um, you know, so somebody that hasn't really got any connection to Grimsby at all, other than I live there and I support the football club, I think that comes across really well when when you have people just speaking about the, the Dave Moore when you had him at the start, just explaining Grimsby and how everybody used to laugh at Grimsby and it's, yeah. it's this place up north where where they used to fish and that it actually means more to people. I think that comes across really well and I can relate to, and I'm sure you two can as well. Yeah, It's such a um, strange, large part of my identity. Like I never lived yeah. there. I never went to school there. Like my dad's from there, dad's side of the family, nan and granddad. And like spent a lot of time there as a kid on sc- like every school holiday. We'd go up. Um, and then my dad started taking me to town when I was four or five and I learned new swear words. So I kept going back and I still do learn new swear words. Every, every game. Um, and yeah, like, you know, for someone that's not actually from Grimsby, it, I don't know, I've always uh, had more, I, th- I think when you're from London, like, you know, London is, everyone from London looks, sounds and feels extremely different. And like, I think Grim- Grimsby, you know, like it's a- as a place, you know, everyone's got the same accent, you know, like. Everyone, it just feels like more of a sort of cohesive place in many ways. Feels more comfortable. Yeah, I think. yeah it yeah. feels well, like. And it's sort of like that. so where we are now. We're in sort of older shot, which is actually for those of you who don't know, it's got quite. It's you've almost got London, and then you've got like the Green Belt, and then this is the next part, and this is a whole line of towns of like Guildford, Farnham, Woking, Camberley, Bracknell, uh, Farnborough, and that you know it's about half a million people in this sort of strip. But there's no identity because mm. everybody, unlike in Grimsby, and you know people can disagree, but you're in a town where the whole world revolves around that one town because it's so isolated. Yeah. You yeah. go to shop, you go to shop there, you go to hospital there, you go to college there, you go to school there. Everything you do, you go there unless you're going on a big trip and you go two two hours to Meadowall or yeah. and, and even Hull because. When we grew up, it might be different now, but because it was £3.70 on the bridge to get there and back, it's like, well, sorry, it's £3.70 single. It was like seven quid to get there. We never went to Hull, which was only yeah. like up the road. And it becomes a huge part of, it, it is the world you revolve around. And I think that's one of the, I, I have a tendency to romanticise the place. I'm sure if I went back within like two days, of like, fucking yeah. shit all this. <laughs> that's where I get to after my annual two weeks at the fitties being a Yorkshire and I go to Thorpe Park. After the two weeks, I'm like, I've had enough now. I've got to go back yeah. away for a couple of months. <laughs> I can't keep eating fish and chips. I've got to try. Where's, where's my Nando's? And then, um, but it is an incredible, there are so many stories like that. And I don't know about you guys, but I end up finding town fans everywhere I go. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Even in my work, there's 
four of us, I think, you know, in the defense industry and stuff. It's incredible that they just pull out of the pull out of the woodwork and the, we meet at these events. We all end up like going to a little corner. Yeah. And and sort of yeah. just talking. And then everybody else in where you work, I don't know, knows you as a Grimsby fan. Yeah. Like the amount yeah. of p- important people I speak to and the first thing they go, you guys had a stinker at the weekend. Didn't yeah. You? yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool supporting it. Like I remember being a kid, you know, South London and you're right, by the way, about the kind of when you are from a place like that, the lack of identity. Yeah. Like, I think it's born. Um, like when you're a kid and you're in a black and white shirt and everyone thinks it's a Newcastle shirt and you know it's then not you come into focus yeah, yeah and then it's not cool supporting Grimsby and then as soon as you like become sort of early 20s plus it's people find it really interesting it is yeah and it's like it's this weird niche sort of a hipster like thing we, we, I'm trying my best not to make it the only part of my personality <laughs> <laughs> mate honestly it's tough I got a UTM tattoo not long ago oh wow let's have a look you can show the camera okay Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. yeah. Understated. So, uh, yeah, I it's actually in the wrong place. Oh, is it? Yeah. I went to stag do in Austin. And, uh, the, you, you, you didn't know the, the American for arse cheek? Well, I, I thought it was going to be lower. Or did I think it was going to be higher? I can't even see. I thing. wouldn't doubt the three fish. I've got to get it done. I never did it. So yeah. when we did Operation Promotion, yeah. I said I'd get a tattoo if we got promoted. We I've always meant promoted. to do that one. And uh, I never did. But uh, I know Hannah's got it. Disley got one, didn't he? Yeah, Disley got yeah. it. And now I feel like I should maybe... One of my friends is um, from Grimsby, now lives in Poole, uh, Poole uh, and her, her favourite thing is that she says her godfather is Sting, because it, it is, and um, yeah, and um, we used to live, that used to be her house, whenever we went into Grimsby on a night out, like Park Lane and stuff in the barge, we'd all go and stay there, and she has the bass, they had the bass, uh, bass from Walking on the Moon, huh. I'd be there, like, trying to, do not touch that, it's very expensive. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, she's a tattoo artist, so I might go down and get it done. And there you go. There you go. That was yeah. where that story was meant to go. Sorry. <laughs> just, go, just going back to the, the points you're making about towns and identity, I think you're right. I mean, I, I live in London and, you know, you can inter- interchange one small commuter town for another and it's just like an Ikea town. It's the same. So I'm born in Maltby, which is a mining town, and that community is all all about the mine and, and and what have you. And and Grimsby, it's all about the fishing industry. So it's, it's funny how these stories interli- interlink with usually a sports team in a in a town with an identity like Grimsby is very much sort of interlinked into the town's identity. And if the if the town do, does well, the club generally does well and, and, and vice versa. So it's interesting to, you explored that in the film as well. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they are kind of linked hand in hand, right? Like you look at a lot of the football clubs that have gone bust, they're from ex-industrial towns, you know, that were once you know, pretty wealthy places, but but probably aren't now. And a lot of the, you know, you look at like a lot of the London clubs, you know, they're, they're, they're so rich and, you know, they've got massive grounds. And, you know, I think I think that there probably is a interesting correlation there. But yeah, with, with the doc, I thought, you know, it's so important, you know, because you've got two audiences, right? You've got town fans and then you've got, you know, the, the football, football fans that aren't town fans. And I think for that latter group there's going to be an assumption about what Grimsby is absolutely that, yeah. that I think needs um, addressing and modernising and you know a nod to the very proud kind of fishing fishing past that you know obviously we we got into a free day as well but um, you know also talking about the future and the fact that there's pride back in the place and you know I, I don't know if it's something about growing up or something that's actually actually real but you know even my perception of what people think the town is now compared to 10 years ago 
it's massively more positive. Well, one of the things I noticed in the documentary is you don't actually dwell on that because it does feel like that story is changing. There's been yeah. a lot of focus on Grimsby, I think, actually, for a you know a small provincial town, whether it be the poverty porn you see on Channel 5 and Channel 4, or, you know, the film yourself did, or, you know, even that crappy one that Baron Cohen did, where there is a little bit of com- conversation around the town being, you know, deprived of its industry and stuff. And it feels like that story has moved on another chapter now, mm. where it's actually talking about, yeah, we did, but now we are, you know, looking into, you know, new energies, yeah. we're re- re- you know, reimagining ourselves. And that feels like we've moved on from that conversation. We don't, yeah. ne- we don't need to, you didn't feel like you, I, I don't want to speak for you, but it doesn't feel like you needed to say, Oh, this is what's happened. This is where it is, and this is what. Let's look into it deeper, and this is what effect it had on the townspeople. Mm. You just need to make a note of it and say, "Look, this is what we were, and now it's yeah. You know, look, was what's changed." Yeah, I think editorially, you've got to get into the story at a certain point as well. Yeah, like you know, you. I think within fifteen minutes, we're at the first game of the season, yeah. something like that. So, like, I was quite keen. You know, like with with Friday, I think one of the weakest parts is to start. I think we take too long to get into it. So I had that in my head on this. I was like, right. You know, and I want to get to the playoff games by 45 minutes and, you know, give half the doc to the playoff games. Um, I had quite strict sort of barriers with that. But I think, yeah, you know, I think, A, on an editorial standpoint, getting into the story, but equally, you know, you have to set the scene considering that the audience isn't necessarily just town fans. What was your... um, Was there anyone you missed out on for interviewing that you would have liked to have had? Yeah, Manny. Yeah. Manny D. Um nobly he wanted to leave um he didn't want to do it because he wanted to leave on his interview like on his okay he's too, he was one. too busy just chucking himself at random shit well i i can't like it was um we did ask and he i totally understood why he wanted to leave it on the uh just fucking throw it yeah. well it's absolutely perfect yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, it's... You know, like, he's not going to tell me anything that isn't better than that is he i love the <laughs> idea in 10 years time he's going to come back for a charity game of some sort and he's going to oh, be mate. absolutely adored and my child who's like 18 like why are you all going mad you you, you just had to be there <laughs> <laughs> there was andy smith as well um, yeah oh yeah Andy wanted to do it um but i was doing paul hurst um and andy needed to go okay. um so we didn't get around to doing it. um that would have been good but um yeah, we pretty much got everyone else yeah. um, that you probably would have wanted. Anybody you wish you hadn't interviewed and you've Bruce. kept in there like Bruce, Bruce yeah. Bruce. Yeah. yeah, I had to do him a favour because he gave me all that archive footage. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one, thing, one thing I would say is the owners you know, are always open. Um, what I found in this, you, you did see a little bit of an avenue into them, their personality a lot more. Mm. Um, how long did you film with them and how interesting was that to go through? Because I would imagine... From a director's point of view, you're having to try and push them to places to talk about things, yeah. and because you're talking about Jason about his childhood. So, yeah. so how was that process? And you know, how long did you have with them? Yeah, a lot of my job was that. You know, I went into you know, cause I, I think you have two jobs when you're directing documentary, like interviews for documentaries. One is to get people to like and invest in them as characters. And how do you do that? You show, you know, not necessarily vulnerability, but you open, you try and get them to show emotion, you know. And I think there are a lot of stock questions that you get on these type of things and not a lot of people delve into childhoods or past life or loss or, you know, mistakes that they've made in their career and how that's affected. You know, like, I kind of wanted wanted something different and, and a bit fresh. Um, 
and to everyone's credit, they were all all gave me everything that I wanted. You know, even people like McAtee talking yeah. about their, fa- you know, his family and and his childhood, and yeah, Jason and Andrew in particular. Obviously, I've, I've worked with Andrew for a few years. Um, I have a company together. Um, have I mentioned that already? Yeah, was that pre- shush. Shush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't remember what was uh, pre-pod and post. No, no, no. The um, because uh, and I mentioned that because as well as Jason, there was there was a bit in in the film that um that we've just watched where you. you you know, town have gone up, and I don't know how much I can say, but you know, town have gone up, and you, you have that interview with with Andrew and how he's speaking about his family and and things, and that to me, pretty much other than the football, was probably my favourite bit in terms of you saw an insight to what it actually means to them as owners, mm. and that it isn't this business we own. It's I can remember when I was a kid, I mean, Dad was bringing me here, and I've just taken them, just taken them back into the football league, and how yeah. that how that sort of emotionally was for him because obviously his dad had passed away during yeah. that season. Yeah, like we all know the town fans, but I wanted to know how did you get into town? Who started bringing you? What are your kind of deep emotional links? You know, like, you know, if it was me, someone asking me them questions, you'd get a more, lot more kind of insightful emotional response than, than just I'm a town fan. And I think, so I thought that was important and they were both great. I think, you know, uh, and then Andrew well knew Jason for quite a while before we, before we did this, and same with Debbie. Um, and yeah, they were, everyone was just really open, you know. And ultimately, you know, the the better documentary we make, the better it is for the club, right? But you know, I I, I have to tip my hat to everyone, you know, even some of the players, you know, the, the stories that we got that didn't make it into the cut, you know, beautiful bit. You know, I remember like Danny Amos go cracking interview, beautiful, t- you know, talking about his upbringing, his family. Um, yeah, there was there was some real lovely bits, you know, people like Francine and the ticket of it. You know, there's so much, you know, if you know, if you start making a four hour cut, it's not the medium for film, right? But, you know, there there is so much more that we, you know, could have put in, but you know, it's always a balance between, you know, the the story and the emotion and the, the pace. Oh, the only the only person I'd have loved to have seen you interview would have been John Moore. We Oh yes. We didn't, yeah, yeah, we didn't do John Moore. Um he would have been great though. Yeah, As, uh, we, we, th- we struggle to get him on the pod. We are trying. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, he's a difficult man to. Yeah, <laughs> he's a myth. He's a. Well, like, he's I wouldn't the... know what he looks like. No, that's you? True. Yeah. What what is John Moore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that I shocked you both by saying that Tonda used to have a mustache and neither. I, I, I'm still not no getting idea. over this information. You told me about two hours ago, and I'm still a bit, <laughs> no, a bit idea. not used to that. I don't like that. I've got to do a Google search when yeah, I get I home. Like, I've I, got to find some I'm stuff I don't want to find on Google, Anna. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, yeah, JT's mustache. It, uh, yeah. Go. So just just in terms of that footage you were saying about that hasn't made the cut. Is there any scope at a later date? Obviously now because you've just done the film, probably want to relax. But is there any any scope for putting that together, getting it out there? Um, I don't know how to do that in a sort of tactful way that doesn't mean just making another documentary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you know, I I think I have to respect people's uh, you know. They gave me an interview to be, you know, for the documentary. I think yeah. it'd be a bit scabby, you know, just flinging bits out there. Um, but you know, there there is there is loads. Um, there's obviously a whole FA Cup story uh, as well that that may have a better chance. So of, so, uh, so that's my next question. <laughs> so season two, yeah, um, it's got a better storyline than the Wrexham one. It does have a better storyline. I think everything does. Um, but we. Yeah, season two, um, obviously part of it's been shot, um, part of it hasn't yet. Um, we're very busy, 
you know, with movies. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll wait and see before anything gets announced or anything happens. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I need to do some stuff that isn't Grimsby now. His <laughs> 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 <You know, laughs> next documentary is around the fish and chip industry. Yeah, Lauf. the Wars, the Cod Wars. Yeah, <laughs> um, the only one man could do it. Yeah, I um, yeah, we've got two movies kind of pretty imminent um one in the uk one in the us um so they unfortunately have to take sort of uh be nice to have a break from it though i guess i I, I love it i love it but you you know i'm petrified about being hend in as two british never mind two Two grimsby (laughs) (laughs) i need this man yeah you know they've taught we had these questions for the owners like what are what are they doing to try and entice players to the club Mm. this can only be a nice little add-on that you can send to a player go if you want to get involved, yeah, here's my uh, Vimeo login. Yeah, well, I think it was probably Vimeo. Don't say Vimeo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's, here's, here's my YouTube login. <laughs> I think I think you need a strategic bleep in this now. Don't you? Two strategic bleeps. Uh, no. Um, what was the question? Uh, like players to give it to yeah, players yeah, yeah. to entice them. Well, I think I think you know on without wanting to talk on behalf of the club. Like the aim of this is twofold: is you know to to be a decent thing commercially for the club and spread the gospel about the great things that are happening here you know it's all right be good for an investor well exactly yeah. like any i mean anyway you know like if if you were a player deciding whether to go to us or fucking chesterfield then you watch that and there's no doubt is there you'd hope you'd hope you, not you give it to you make sure you send it on to obviously to ryan and rob say look if you want to get into lower league football got any friends yeah yeah there yeah. is um danny devito's got a bit of cash on <laughs> he by the time that this has come out you might have seen some uh Twitter activity. Um, oh, right. Is it what? Based. based. They, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us and in I a minute. I can't mention Vimeo. <laughs> well, no, I, no, I forget it's out. Um, so, yeah, we you would have probably seen on Twitter, unless the plan's gone to hash, uh, okay. that we're sending them both, uh, as as was tradition with the away teams that visited Blundell Park, a pallet of fish. Oh, nice. Uh, it's coming their way as a thank you for... Uh, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> by the time it reaches LA, it ain't going to be frozen. <laughs> Can you imagine we've just started some sort of war? Intercepted <laughs> by fucking US border control. I like the idea, though, that they, what was meant to be a nice gesture actually goes and is taken the wrong way as they get rotted fish. It's an oh, insult, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Oh, mate. I, I, like, I have to put on record, though, how great Rob and Ryan and their teams were in organising this. Yeah, like, okay. They didn't have to do it. No. Yeah, no way. You know, like, And they were so quick and so up for it. And, yeah, my MDB is going to be... Popping. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only reason they're in there. Yeah, you got to put Bruce's name in yeah. between them. I, I, I did uh, have some editorial control about who went next to them in the credits. Did you? Oh, yeah. we're gonna have to have a look. I can't remember who I put, but <laughs> I must put someone there. Was like. it you? <laughs> <laughs> Jack Spring. It just Jack comes Spring. out. Yeah, directed by Jack Spring, starring Ryan Reynolds and Rob McAlelly. Fuck, fuck off Jack everyone Spring. else. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in terms of like you're saying about investment and it brings up a better picture of the, of the area and the football club. Are you going to, you know, pop over to place like an affluent place in Saudi Arabia and just leave a couple of these lying about Some in case VHSs. a rich oil baron wants to have a look at a a small northern football club. I'll do what I can. Bring in some Hollywood investors. <laughs> and uh, But no, I think, I mean, you know, having gone through the process, you know, that, oh, I think it's fairly apparent to every town fan that we are in extremely safe hands. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, like, it is just fantastic. I think that's what excites me most, you know, this, you know, this story's been and gone. You know, we know what happened last year with the FA Cup. 
you know, but the best is still to come. You know, like they've only had a, what just under three years, and we've Le- less than that, two and a half years. Yeah, I mean, fucking hell, it's not been bad, is it? And no, like, yeah. you know, there's there's so much to do at the club. You know that they're only kind of getting started, and yeah, you know, some of the things that are going on behind the scenes is like very exciting, and yeah, uh, we're we're only going in one direction. I don't expect to ever be making a documentary again about how we get out of conference. No, we, we've we've still got the Artel years yeah. to come, haven't we? Oh mate, it'll be it'll be I think I think we'll have to save season two maybe for when we uh, win the Champions League. Amazing. <laughs> win the World Cup. I think we're done then, are we? We've we got a done. nice little Christmas thing. Yeah, little, you guys have got a go what, quarter to ten? Quarter to ten on a Monday. <laughs> we know how to All live. The real party yes. people do. Well, um well, I hope everyone joins us on Friday, January the fifth. Yeah. Which will should be this Friday coming up yeah. by the time this airs. Um, we I hope that we've pretty much sold out of tickets by that point. I'd imagine you have. I hope so. We did. We're three days in and we've sold six hundred, and I think there's only another four or five hundred left. Well, then you'll be fine, won't you? I hope so. There's I'm going to look silly if we haven't. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people coming up with some Christmas pennies to spend, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. You know, talk about a time to try and get people to spend money. You know. It's, yeah. <laughs> we picked our time didn't we um, but no we obviously got a free free week you should do an executive package you should do fish and chips with Menemies and then drive them on the Brexit bus oh. to to Parkway to GY special to, yeah, <laughs> to, do, to do the cinema that would be good I mean <laughs> I I I hope and don't hope that someone sets off some pyros at Parkway. Could you imagine? I don't know. I I, I put it Seems. out. There. I don't want anyone to do that because then everyone will have to fucking get outside and the film will be ruined. But we but have we have worked out a nice drinking game as well. Every time you see a Boris Johnson bobble hat, you have to take a shot. Yeah, Slaughtered in episode you, one. Yeah, or a few BJ. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good job you bought this non-alcoholic beer with you, isn't it? <laughs> Honestly, we eight-year-olds coming out absolutely vomiting, and throwing the things at the screen. Um, oh. But yeah, pack. The, I came up with this. Pack the Parkway. Pack good the park. that. Oh, t- where you've got that? I don't know where you plucked that from, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but I do hope everybody that gets a chance to go and see it does, because I mean, we've we've just watched it now, and you know, it's not because you just our mate and you're on the same podcast. You know, it is it is really good. Um, so well done, mate. It's cracking. No, Jack, oh, Jack doesn't do the pod. What Jack does is he sits in the WhatsApp group, <laughs> watching us all. Like, you know, go at each other about rumours, like the <laughs> manager. And Jack's just there on his... Oh, this is <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got any into I talk to my uh, partner in my shushages business. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the amount of people that messaged me on the when we were after a new manager, yeah, I knew nothing. <laughs> I've never known nothing. I don't know nothing. And it wouldn't be in Your my honor. interest to spill it, it even if I did know something. It just sits in the London group as well because we've got the London supporters WhatsApp group. You know, it just quite, quite, and then sort randomly says, does anybody know where I can get uh, images of this from? Yeah, just sort of use it. Or a PR opportunity. And my, my good pals, Alex and Mike. <laughs> no, I, I, I am or, guilty. Or, Sunday nights are a or big swearing night. Swearing in the car. Yeah, well, the problem is like, yeah, <laughs> on, on the <laughs> I enjoy, I enjoy listening to it too much. Yeah, like it's my running thing. Yeah, and like I'll split it up over two runs. Depends how long you blab on for. That's true. Um, Bruce, Bruce does affect your running. And it's been Monday, Tuesday morning, so I don't like coming on because then I... Ruin it. Yeah. Well, it's like I can't listen to the podcast because I don't want to listen to my own voice. Yeah. yeah. Which you can now understand why it's not edited. And then, um, you know, I don't want to listen to the other one in case it's really good. <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. 
but um yeah it's um it's funny isn't it and um i loved your face when you worked out that you could put swear words through my car and it comes through the speaker oh, that was fantastic. you looked like what a, a moment <laughs> what a moment as, as, I, as i said to him at oxford there's a new thing now when i know you're driving back from a game all we're all doing is just sending you swear words no, <laughs> that's <mate>. amazing <laughs> just, yeah. alex must be 20 minutes into the drive now somebody text him calling him a prick or something <laughs> my alexa mutes it does it yeah so oh. i'll be like alexa repeat after me you're a piece of shit and it'll be like you have to take the moderation functions off. We'll have to have a look into Can it. Can you then. do that? I know my sister hates me and my brother does because I do all, do the whole Alexa order like 40,000 toilet rolls. <laughs> yeah. And my brother's like set his alarm 4.01 a.m., 4.03 a.m., 4.03 a.m. This is, this is going to be difficult now when I start doing this because you're going to forget that I've told you I'm doing it and, Actually, you, and you're going to think, why has Mike just called me a prick and I'm yeah. bringing it up? What are you doing? <laughs> Mike has been removed from the group. <laughs> You can do, um, I turn, so Alexa has different accents. Not many people know this. So ask Alexa, change accent. You can do, get the angry South African man. Oh, do you? My series, The Irish Lady. I never knew any of this. This is life-changing information to me. Rugby! Rugby. Discipline! That's all it, that's all it says. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was South African, not Welsh. Rugby. That's that was, that was very good South African. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah that was good. Rugby. It's nice to do in a pod like sat here it is, it? on quite... a Zoom. It's too chilled though, yeah. you know. I mean, well, legs crossed. We're well, just chatting. The dog's already asleep. <laughs> I can't believe there's people still listening to us. Yeah, exactly. It's getting late, isn't it? It's getting what? late. We're we're blobbering, but that dog that dog looks like it. I I'm Both I, of them look I want like the dog's right. bed. It looks far more. Which one do you want? Because there's two. The, so the, you can't the, see my dog in the. the no, that I mean that, that one's already got a dog in it. The other one. It's nice. My in-laws have got. Oh, actually, oh, talking of in-laws. Yeah. So they're not actually. In-laws, we're not married, but the premiere on January fifth will be the first time my parents and Alana's parents have met. At in Grimsby. At oh my premiere. god! Are you going to go to Steels? I should do, shouldn't I? You should. Because where, 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 where are Alana's parents from? Posh part of Leeds. Posh part of Leeds. There's no posh so part of Leeds. Shadwell. It's <laughs> like Andrew lives next to it. Oh, they're going to be the sort well of ones nice. to go. There's Pappas there. Let's go in there because oh, that's that's a good sense to whether you need to, you know, yeah. If it can continue, like if they go to Pappas or Steels, you can choose. Yeah, I think I'll take them. I'll give them the barge or <laughs> Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to the barge. We're going to the Matrix. Then we're going to finish off in gullies and then VKH at the then end. Then we're out. Then we're out. So yeah, buy them a uh, stiff drink if you see them. Be- be- before we do finish, nice point. I've. I'm at Alex's house now, the first time ever, and I thought his his pod pod office was just under the stairs. What I didn't know is there's actually a toilet you have to go through first to get it's to the great. pod office. It's great. So when you, you see him, when you yeah. see him sat there, there's literally a foot away is a toilet. Would you like me to flush the toilet next time we're on the pod? I, I, I don't know. I've got to cope with this now, knowing that somebody could be just having, having a, a poo. <laughs> Yes, it is, but you know, I don't know what else we're going to do with that room. It's so massive as well. What was it before it was a pod room? This is a brand new house, so it wasn't used for anything, it was just a massive empty space. I love it, it's like completely pointless. And it's, it's, I mean, for a podcast studio, it's quite small, perfect. Anything else, I mean, Harry Potter would have felt very spacious in there. But (laughs) I've taken a picture, I'll put it on Twitter so people can know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I didn't know that. Taking photos of my house. Right, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you had a new good new year. Um, we'll be back at some point, I guess, unless we can count this as an actual pod and then we don't have to do one and we get a Sunday off. Yeah, yeah, we can wing that, I'm sure. I'm going to speak to you in a bit. See you later. Bye. <laughs>